This is Monster of the Week. I'm Jeremy Greer. It's with Chris and Jeremy. I'm Chris Mosier. Sam is broken, Dean's all whack. Huh. People change. Huh. Tell that to Ghost Dog. Please bring Fun Cast back. <laughs> This is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I cover every single episode of the TV show Supernatural, and we're back with more coverage of Season 7. Chris Mosier, how the heck are you, man? What's been yes, going on? Jeremy Greer. What's been going on? What's happening? I'll tell you what... I'll tell you what's been going on with me is that um, when you said I'm Jeremy Greer, like, you know, we always do. Mm-hmm. I almost said I'm Monster of the Week. So <laughs> that's, that's uh, <laughs> just let you know I'm in the zone tonight. So you have you have been having a great day and you were prepared for this great podcast day. is what I'm hearing. <laughs> monster of the Week. I'm Monster of the Week. <laughs> I don't remember which social media account or which like email thing that I had to set up our uh, for this podcast. But there's some service. I think it might be our Gmail where our first yeah. name is Monster <laughs> of and then the last name is The Week. I'll ran together mm-hmm. so if you ever need a pseudonym i guess monster of the week is is a good one for monster you. of <laughs> hey we're back uh we are uh doing something yeah, doing, we're doing a podcast about the tv show supernatural <laughs> thank you um, <laughs> we want to thank our patrons over at patreon.com slash monster yes. of the week uh our newest patron is a guy named chris no not this chris it was a total different chris different but thank chris. you chris great we name now great yeah, name good name we, we appreciate that uh patrons get all kinds of cool rewards like episodes early physical art in the mail access to our discord server and the joy of just supporting two bros trying to make a podcast about hunks so uh <laughs> they recently got us over our uh, one of our first goals which was to record some episodes about the supernatural origins comic series yes. uh at the time that this releases that probably will not be out yet but it will be shortly out after this but um it's going to be patron exclusive for some time and then we're going to open it up for the public after that but uh if you want to hear some of the most fun i think we've had recording an episode in a while um Y'all, boy, are, boy are those comics a trip i don't i don't want to oversell this but i could barely speak from laughing so hard in the second there's two episodes that we cut we did we did on those comic books and uh chris was making me laugh so hard i barely could finish the podcast so if you if you want to find out what that's like then please go <laughs> to monster the week cool and, and check out how to get access to all of that chris it's season seven uh what's been happening with their hunks do you want to catch um, us up? Uh, yeah, great question. Um, so, yeah, Dean sold his soul. No way, that nope. was a few seasons ago. <laughs> nope. Try again. Castiel, he took in all the souls from Purgatory. They turned out that there was these things called Leviathan in there. They're bad news. They burned down Bobby's house. They killed Castiel. Um, and then we kind of just forgot about them for an episode. <laughs> and Dean killed Sam's old girlfriend from high school. And he feels bad about it, but he did it anyway. And I kind of, that's it. That's, that's where we're at. That's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. And, uh, this episode is kind of weird. Uh, it's, yeah, I, I'm not sure that I would consider it like specifically good, but it has some good parts about it. Uh, like, so yeah. we, we see ups re- and downs for sure. It's definitely ups and downs. I, we have, we see return of a, of a series favorite, I think, but I don't think it really does her any favorites favors. Uh, <laughs> And and you brought this up, and I'm, I kind of want to get your opinion on it real quick before we get into the episode. Sam does some stuff in this episode. Sam does some stuff. I uh, I don't I don't like to use the word agency when it comes to these people because I'm like I don't know if I'm really 
using it the right way. Yeah, you but it feels like a lot of times when I agency. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feels like they, like Sam doesn't have any agency as a character. They're just like things happening to him, and he's just kind of there for the ride because he's sort of plot baggage. You know, he's he's one of two main characters, sure, but um, or three if you want to count Castiel or even Bobby sometimes. Um, but it's like. It, we don't need both of the guys to be going through a thing a lot of the times. Uh, and they'll figure out something for Dean to do, um, his his plot action, and that's what he's doing. But a lot of times, especially recently, where Sam has just been, like, afflicted by things, and that isn't, like, growth or character development. Really. It's just shit happening to Sam, and Sam being like, ah, oh, no. <laughs> but he's not doing a whole lot. Uh, and I always complain about that, especially, like, you know, the next couple seasons feels like a lot of the good stuff is given to Dean because it makes sense for like, okay, this is the path Dean would take. Mm-hmm. But Sam is just sort of like, ah, shit, we got to come up with something else for Sam. Rather than taking the time to actually like figure something out for him and let him do it, they just sort of, I'm like, and Sam too. And, and Sam too. Yeah, He's and, just there. And, and Sam was there is at the end of, sen- of every sentence or every <laughs> paragraph in the screenplay, right? And also Sam was there. Right. And also Sam. Uh, but here <laughs> they like get... Sam uh, they, actually with the, from our earlier Lord of the Rings chat. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, Dean uh, Dean has some, some character development or at least um we take a a second we take this episode to look at dean's character a little bit more uh and while that is happening we do learn a few things about the current state of sam and he gets to actually do a thing he gets to investigate and like solve a case um and not one that's just sort of like spiraling inward into his past this is just like hey something's going on and i'm gonna figure it out and and it's not like the best episode but we get two distinct things happening for each of our boys which is nice and it's not just sam was there too <laughs> and also sam was there um that should probably be like the name of season seven right and also sam, sam was, was there, there too <laughs> <laughs> bleak if you miss him folks but also <laughs> sam was there uh so the episode that we're covering today is named defending your life it was written by adam glass directed by our buddy is that really what this episode was called defending your life no, no no lie i'm sure it's a reference to something we'll look up the trivia section for wikipedia at some point <laughs> yeah um oh wait defending your life is that movie with that uh curly haired dude right where he went to heaven but he actually had to like justify being there and he was like a shitbag or something no, i have no idea hold on we're gonna we're gonna just put the brakes on this podcast so that we, I can go Monster look at, of the Google. Dude, so we can go look at IMDb real quick. A 1991 romantic comedy. Yep, who dies and arrives in the afterlife, only to find he must end trial and justify his lifelong fears in order to advance to the next phase of existence or be sent back to Earth again. So, yeah. Okay. In case you were curious about that. I, this, that movie is actually surprisingly good, and also it has Albert Brooks in it. So, Okay. Any, any other facts you want to know about defending your life before we get into it? Who's the star? No, I don't. Who's the curly headed person you referred to? Is that him? Brooks. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, it was 1991, so like it was it was a while back. You know what I'm saying? Like you were what two in 1991? I was uh, one. I think I was one years old. Yeah, I was 11. So fuck off. Mm -hmm. I don't. I didn't mean to be that so mean. I don't. I don't know why I said that. I'm sorry. Jeepers creepers. I know. So, Defending Your Life was written by Adam Glass, directed by Robert Singer. Air date was the movie October. or the episode? Uh, I'm sorry. Actually, I'm the, sorry. No, no, okay. no. It was both. That, that's the, that was. I was going to get to that later in the trivia section, but it was the original movie was written by Adam Glass and directed by Robert Singer, just like this episode was. So it's really funny. Of course. <laughs> Uh, for my jokes air date was october 14th 2011 dean is put on trial for his past sins 
Sam and Dean investigate a string of gruesome murders and discover the Egyptian god Osiris is behind the deaths. The vengeful god is putting people on trial for their past mistakes and killing them if found guilty. Osiris hones in on Dean's guilt and decides he's the next to stand trial. Sam steps in as Dean's lawyer, Natch, but both brothers are unprepared when Osiris calls an unexpected witness, Joe. And not Sheriff Ooh. Joe, if you were thinking that it was a previous Joe. No, no, this is actually... Because that's Jody. Yeah, that's a d- totally different Joe. <laughs> this is Joe Harvel, uh, our friend, our good friend Joe from uh, season five. Like She, she only been like four yeah. or five episodes. Uh, yeah, that was a pretty decent description of what happens in this episode. Yeah, it's a pretty uh, p- plot-by-plot uh, summary. Is, uh, is having an Egyptian god, Osiris, like just hanging out in this like shitheel American town randomly killing people kind of kind of bad to you like yeah it, it kind of pretty bad it kind of feels like <laughs> it, you know what i'm saying like we've seen gods before and they seemed more powerful than than this dude like this dude obviously has like some power but it just he's using it mm-hmm. so minutely i don't un- really understand like what his deal is in this yeah not totally sure what his whole situation was my first reaction when when he is on screen was like oh great another ancient god or ancient monster that's just like making movie references. He's been and, watching uh, all of Joss Whedon's IMDb yeah. page. He just started with I, Buffy like, and been working his way through. Immediately started rolling my eyes. However, if it wasn't Osiris, like that pure fact of it being like it's supposed to be this like ancient Egyptian god, um, if it wasn't for that, I would have said like, oh yeah, this is actually like this is fine. Like this monster, this thing works for me. But it's just like them making it this like lofty, serious thing that isn't lofty or serious. I'm like. Come on, guys. Um, I think that's something that we haven't really talked about on this podcast before, which is their their desire to tie all of their monsters into like actual myths or legends or real monsters that I say real monsters, but you don't understand what I'm saying. Like real mm-hmm. myths, real legends, like re- ties to actual folklore and things like that can really backfire on them. Like doing this dude, like having this dude be an Egyptian god Osiris is it has a lot of weight to it. It has it makes it have a connotation that it wouldn't otherwise if they just said it's a lie god and they can tell where you lie where they've done a lie god before. But it's a judge god or yeah, like they did that. This <laughs> this creature was this was a, a a ghost judge, right? A judge died. A ghost and now, judge. And now all yeah. of a sudden he, he comes back judge. to life every twenty four years to to sentence the guilty and he's found Dean and it's the ghost judge coming to you Perfect. on TBS. Perfect. Ghost judge. Monday, Wednesday night, <laughs> yeah. seven PM, six PM Central. Ghost judge ghost judge but now we get osiris and he's like you know he's cool in theory and like cool in practice but when you like put those things together they're somehow not cool um but yeah to i guess to get this episode started our cold open is a man running away from a car which is (laughs) the scene is it's prolonged and it's funny because uh this guy's running through the streets running from this car but like at any point this car could overtake him and hit him (laughs) but it doesn't it just chases him for a while see every like dude being chased by a car scene in supernatural right like at any point they could just hit the gas and or shift to the next gear and not catch up but no (laughs) they're not gonna do that Um, no i ended up watching this episode twice for various reasons like we had we we delayed recording this a little bit so i uh i I already watched it early to begin with so i was like well let me catch this Mm -hmm. up i'm not i'm not doing anything but writing supernatural fan fiction anyway so let me (laughs) let me just go and throw this on in the background chris these scenes like this one and uh there's one that's going to come later uh with some dogs are incredibly boring the second or third time through yeah they really are i mean like it's fun but it's i don't find this particularly like interesting at all like it's just kind of cheesy and bad yeah just waiting for this dude to die i'm like oh what's it gonna be and he runs up into his apartment 
<laughs> and he's like, oh, good, I'm safe. Okay. And then, oh, no, the car is in my apartment and it runs him over. <laughs> and it smashes him into a wall. <laughs> it's a ghost car. It's a I, ghost uh, car. I like ghost car a lot. I also like the fact that it's just a straight up ghost. Like, I was, I was actually yeah. really excited until the big reveal. That this was just like a going to be a straight up ghost story or something. It weird. wasn't a ghost car driven by a ghost judge. It was just a goth. <laughs> it was just a ghost ghost goth. Are all goths ghost, ghost goth. or are all ghost goths? Ooh, yeah. That's Ooh. a. <laughs> I don't know. Asking the big questions. Um, there. So we get this this cold open. This dude gets run over by a car in his apartment, which is hilarious. Uh, and then it's just like boom, back to the boys playing FBI. Um, Sam's hair is looking great, getting real long. But again, I'm like, you know. Would anyone believe that you work for the FBI with this haircut? Uh, they 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 come to the crime scene, obviously, because they're like, yeah, man, getting run over by his car, like on like the fifth floor or whatever. That's that's you know pretty weird. <laughs> so they're they're going underneath the caution tape here, and then Sam just is like, hey, Dean, let me just stop you for a sec. Thanks for uh, thanks for s- sparing Amy uh, last episode. I really appreciate you uh, <laughs> trusting me on this <laughs> and taking my word for it to not go and kill Amy, um, who I did date in high school and who was also a monster. And it's like, oh yeah, no sweat. But you know, listener, hey, in case you don't remember, Dean did kill her and didn't tell Sam. I do. I love this scene because Dean is immediately uncomfortable, and I really like when they put Dean in uncomfortable yeah. situations. Uh, I I also, as much as I detest them building drama with the the lies or the secrets between the two brothers, having having Sam make this overture to Dean and that not be aware of it is is really good to me. Like I like this. Mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. It, it should be noted that uh, the only glimpse we get about you know Sam being possessed by Satan or not being possessed by Satan, we haven't really figured that out, is that he squeezes his hand wound like one time. Oh yeah. Uh, but otherwise it really barely comes up in the episode. Like they're really not <laughs> leaning into that the way I thought they would after the first three episodes. They're just like, yeah, Although yeah, that's I, a thing. We'll get to it eventually. I, I, in a way I appreciate that they're not going to dwell on it every episode about like everything that they do, but they don't just let it completely slide when he gets out of the car and he's looking at the crime scene right before he squeezes his hand. There is a moment where he is like a little hazy and then Dean's like, all right, dude, let's go. And he's like, oh yeah, okay, we're good. Let's move. Um, so it's it's the little reminder. It's a, it's a slightly more subtle reminder of the situation than when Sam is just like, "Hey, thanks for last episode of Supernatural." And Dean's <laughs> like, "Oh yeah, no, no sweat, little bro." And then he looks away dramatically, turning his back to Sam completely, and we just zoom in on his face as the bead of sweat drips down, um, and he grimaces. I'm like, "Okay, okay, writers." <laughs> I don't remember where we heard it or it was some sort of skit. I, it definitely wasn't Saturday Night Live, but it was something um, that it was the exposition uncle or something. So like a dude walks into a conversation <laughs> and like one guy is explaining to the other guy like, yeah, you remember it's like that time that your uncle stole all that money and took us all for a ride. And we thought we were going to invest in this company, but actually he was stealing from us the entire time. And like the grandmother is like, oh, that wasn't him. That was his twin brother. His twi- He actually <laughs> was in, the, in Jamaica trying to find the cure for blah, 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 blah. And it was just like this whole back and forth. So you would explain the story to like as to the audience or whatever. <laughs> That's just what yes. this reminds me of the exposition uncle. Absolutely. Like, yeah, it's a friendly reminder because it's going to come up. Uh, but my, so that they head up into uh, into the apartment where this man was run over by a car. And I, I love it. And Sam's immediately like, pull out this fucking gigantic gadget in my pocket. And, yep. I knew it. EMF's going nuts. <laughs> EMF is going crazy. 
there, there's a moment here too where they like meet a cop and the cop tells him something about a car and Sam like looks up and his hair kind of does like a little bounce that I if I can't find a gif of it I'm gonna have to go make the gif myself because it is so great the little hair bounce is what I love the most yeah there's a uh, there's um, not much to really talk about here but I do like that Dean has the line uh, it's like the ghost has a license a license to kill and like everybody yeah. in the room like people two blocks away are like oh Dean please come on yeah even <laughs> say it was like stop <laughs> um they so yeah they realize like okay it wasn't really a car it had to be something spectral because it's not here anymore and then sam finds a little bit of uh red dirt in the carpet um and he's like obviously this is a clue it's hunter stuff i know what i'm talking about i know what i'm talking about i was trained by the best and And he immediately checks this guy's like phone (laughs) records or like credit card records because it's just like you know on hand for that and um he's like oh this guy has a the same like 50 dollar charge whatever every month at this place called jane's uh so dean you go check out jane's and sam is going to go and check out uh, the the aa meeting AA meeting. he's yeah, you're sober AA and it, there is a little bit of back and forth about dean being uncomfortable to to go to aa like i think he said it skis yeah. him out or something and he's like yeah no shit dude like we know <laughs> <laughs> there's gonna be there's a bunch of sidelong glances at uh dean's yeah. alcoholism at this in this episode that is not are is not ever gonna actually be dealt with like it's just a bunch of glances at it no. which is it's kind of i've brought this up before so i won't harp on it but yeah it's, it's always kind of because it's, it's like the show is aimed at teenagers so like how how deep can you really get into yeah. like a man's alcoholism i mean all the teenagers i know love the movie love the tv show intervention so they might as well just make an intervention themed yeah. episode of supernatural <laughs> um they already did that except it was sam and demon blizzy oh that's true yeah they did and they had to lock him in a room and he just had weird fantasies about his family so that's yeah, yeah man don't <laughs> he just had weird kink shaming moments with his mom um, <laughs> i mean that's what i meant that's the same thing so uh they, um dean goes to dean excuse me sam's talks to this chick's excuse me this dude's sponsor who says like oh yeah he had something going on but he was you know he was he was here he was rock solid um yeah <clears throat> but right before he died he almost broke 10 years of sobriety at this place called neil's tavern i think mm-hmm. dean goes and finds out that jane's is uh is not a prostitute <laughs> like a not a sex worker like i thought it yeah. was going to be it's actually a flower shop and he had set up um three years of flowers right before he died to go to the gravestone of elizabeth duran elizabeth duran and at uh well, I'm su- how did you know that name? i'm this. really i'm really surprised I that you it. actually you had the name i wrote it down, down. <laughs> i wrote it down because they go to her grave and it's written on screen so i okay. wrote it down cool they didn't, they didn't so i love it. that they're like oh okay let's go <laughs> let's go to the graveyard so they meet up at the graveyard and they find the grave and they're like hmm, interesting then they go back to their motel mm-hmm. do a little bit of research realize that this girl was like killed by her neighbor they put two and two together like oh he must have been drunk driving and he accidentally hit her he felt bad about it um so he was guilty whatever but um that's why he had to he had to quit drinking <laughs> so then they went to the graveyard they go back to do some research and they just go back to the graveyard again to burn the bones and and, and dean before they go back to the cemetery to burn the bones is like acting as if this was his first hunt somehow like he's just yeah. he's acting like he wants to go play nintendo in his bedroom but mom keeps telling him to go come do his homework on, he's mom. like come on sam i don't fine i'll do the thing whatever it's one of those th- situations and I, I it's really weird like i don't know why they're doing this is it just that he feels so guilty they that do he doesn't want to hang here. out with sam is that what's happening yeah i don't i don't know if like it's just this episode that he's like this where he's like drinking a lot and i mean he drinks a lot all the time but now it's like very much like they're drawing attention to it um and he's dragging his feet he doesn't want to do anything and i i do sort of get that he we're gonna learn he feels guilty about what he did he doesn't feel good about it 
Uh, but it's weird because we've never really seen Dean just be like, I don't want to work. Wanna. Come on. Or is it supposed okay. to be like, you know, he's just, he's been drinking too much, so he's tired. He slowed down. I don't know, because they go and they burn her bones. Then we get a scene of a man being chased by dogs and they go through a door and they eat him in a bathroom of a restaurant, whatever. Um, and then it's back to the next morning and they're back at the motel. Sam is reading the paper and he's like, hey, just heard about another incident. This dude was attacked by dogs through a wall or something. Um, and and Dean is just like, Ugh, really, dude, come on. Um, and somehow, you know, sort of mentally unstable Sam is in better shape than like hungover Dean is here. Um, so they're just like, all right, let's let's head on out again. Dean uses the line, I believe, do dogs even have ghosts at this point? Because <laughs> uh, they find out we're still, you know, they thought maybe it was. Yeah, they find well, out ghost th- judge driving a ghost car with his ghost dog. Exactly. Yeah, because <laughs> it's a whole ghost family. This was a great movie that we're mm-hmm. writing just in the midst of this of this kind of middling supernatural episode. This is like ghost. And it judge. all takes place on Ghost Lake. <laughs> yes, on Ghost Lake with the ghost kid in the lake. Um, mm-hmm. They find out that this dude, the reason he got attacked by dogs is because he ran a dog fighting ring and uh, got yeah. busted for it and then had a change of heart and that you know had been yeah. adopting dogs and but still these dogs came off of him and uh there's there's a line where dean's like well you know it, it, obviously this is his comeuppance or whatever like you know this is this is what happened to him and you know the, the, the dogs the ghost dog came back and sam's like no dean people can change people can change and dean says yeah tell that to ghost dog and i just man tell it to ghost dog is a really great line for me it really speaks to me chris yeah that's good that's very good again i believe that there is a movie called ghost dog i say again i've just talked about this before i don't know if it was even on this podcast there's a movie called ghost dog and it's about samurai um ghost dog way of the samurai is the full title of it just wanted you to be aware of that um but uh but yeah (laughs) is this the part where dean is like um basically saying like well if it's killing bad guys who cares let it keep killing bad guys well that that, That might come up later that comes up in a little bit they 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 decide to they find more dirt and somehow sam traces that back to apple farm and so he sniffs it and then he's like "Mm, mm, my hunter vision is telling me something yes yes compare this to the dirt in my pockets and oh yes i can i can grow i can grow an apple in this uh Mm -hmm. Dean is, is kind of exhausted with this whole thing. Sam's like, yeah, we're, we're, it's definitely from an apple farm. There's a bunch of apple farms out here. There's like 300 and Sam and Dean's like 300. How are we ever going to find it? And then immediately like plot device guy jumps out in front of their, in front of their car. Yeah. So, they whew. almost hit this guy, but they don't. So it's okay. They get out and they're like, Hey, stranger out in this cornfield or apple orchard. You seem pretty shook up. How about you get in the back of our car and we take you back to our motel room. And that's what they do. Yeah. Th- this dude, it, they don't take him to the cops or to his house or to a hospital or to like, yeah, get a cup of coffee even or to a diner. No, no. Come back to my shitty hotel room and hang Please, out with us, sir. Sit on my bed. Please also, sit on my bed. Also, here's some whiskey because you, you look like you need a drink, yeah. sir. Yeah. Uh, this dude's story starts out not making a lot of sense. He says that he was at some weird trial uh, for a crime that he committed years ago and had already been let out of jail for. Dean again is like so fed up with this hunter business that he's not even bothered to like hunt the things. He's like, I don't get your story, man. And like gets up to leave basically. Um, but it come to find out he had been let out. And then like this crazy trial happened and they judged him guilty and said that he was going to die. And then they kind of sent him away and he was running away from these things that were chasing him, the people that he had killed. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sam is continually pushing the guy because there's a case here. And Sam 
for once in this in the series is like no no we have to work the case like let's let me do you remember anything yeah. about it where was it were there any weird symbols oh yeah there were some symbols write down these symbols for me like let me describe them to me and i will draw them mm-hmm. uh <laughs> big red barn okay got it got and it, then he, yeah. he also describes everybody is being nabbed from neil's bar or neil's tavern whatever it's called mm-hmm. neil's tavern yeah everybody who who has been dying or was seen at this place and in the middle of all this is when Dean brings Sam outside to the street and is basically like, "Hey, like, what are we doing here? Uh, you know, these are these are these are these are these are ghosts killing bad guys. Like that's that should be what happens." And mm-hmm. that doesn't make a lot of sense to about Dean. Huge contradiction to to last episode. Um, now, on the one hand, I was talking about this in Discord today. On the one hand, that's because Dean feels guilty about doing what he did um, to to Amy killing her even though sam was like she's not killing bad people and she's done killing anyway like let her go uh but then dean went and killed her and now he's saying exactly the opposite either because he feels guilty or because the writers just do not give a shit about consistency here whatsoever because he's saying the opposite of what he did these are ghosts that are killing bad people that's fine even though there was a monster killing bad people last episode that wasn't fine so like what is what's go what what's the deal here dean yeah, I don't I don't really understand this very much at all. Uh it really feels like Dean having committed this act of violence against a I mean, I'm not going to say innocent, but you know, a, a woman. <laughs> like she's not innocent, but I don't necessarily yeah. think she's a mo- well, I mean, I know she's a literal monster, but like I mean, she's not like act she wasn't actively <laughs> trying to kill innocent people or anything. Like I think there's definitely a gray area here. But him having committed yeah. this act of violence, having uh definitely created a supervillain from her son, and then lying about it to Sam and like having to take praise for, for doing a thing that he didn't do and that he's actively lying about is just like putting him in a weird position. And so like, he's like, I, I don't want to yeah. work. I don't want to do any of this. And uh, he finally tells Sam, I'm going to go investigate the bar. And Sam says like, are you going to go do work? Or are you going to go drink he's like, work I, or trick? And he's like, <laughs> I haven't figured it out yet, Sam. Uh, so Sam goes upstairs and he pours some salt around a dude and turns a TV on and hands the guy a remote and is like, stay here because that's what you do. Yeah. That's I mean, yeah, the that's- guy won't go with him out to the, uh, to the orchard. I love how frustrated Sam is here because he's like trying to keep his cool. He's trying to fucking work the case, but this guy's like, Nope, not interested. I'm not helping you. This is too, this is too crazy for me. I'm not getting involved. And Sam's like, Oh my God, fine. Okay. I'm going to put you in here. Like he knows that this guy's going to die. We've seen this episode of Supernatural. Like it's, I felt like it was almost like on behalf of the viewers. Like Sam's frustrated because, like, no shit, this dude is screwed. He's not listening. <laughs> you don't listen to Hunter, and then you die. <laughs> they're definitely not going to be able to save this dude in the in the red shirt that popped out of the middle yeah. of the orchard field. Uh, this man that they just brought back to their motel. I mean, what the, what a ridiculous idea that was, Chris. <laughs> just come yeah. at, come back to my house and have a drink. Crazy and man. He's just like that. Sounds fine. <laughs> So Dean goes to the bar. Uh, there's a weird scene where a dude kind of like purposely arm checks him, kind of knocks into him as he's going to sit down. Uh, and Dean's like, well, excuse you or something. Uh, and finally he sits down at the bar. There's a, there's a really pretty bartender working the, working the bar and they immediately start in some serious flirtation that I was convinced like she was going to be a bad guy because she was flirting with Dean so hard. Like it starts immediately and he just starts pounding double scotches. Chris, have you, do you drink scotch? Have you ever drink a lot of scotch in your life? I used to drink a little bit of scotch, but not, I'm not much of a, much of a hard liquor guy these days. My dude, I cannot imagine doing a, a, a double just straight, and just chugging it like and do three of them like like dean winchester yeah, does because right he's here. he's a man and they want you to know that dean winchester is a man chris i drink um, a lot because this is <laughs> this is a, the 100th 
<laughs> yeah, but are, but but are you a man like Dean Winchester is, or how the writers want you to know Dean Winchester is? Because um, this is the yeah, this is the one hundredth scene of Dean flirting with the bartender, uh, and then like stoically lamenting his pain without saying anything. So he just keeps taking shots after shot after shot. Um, but then he does say that he feels bad about going behind Sam's back, and then we kind of get to the root of it. It comes out a little bit that. This is why he's he's drinking more. This is why he kind of doesn't want to be around Sam, like you said. Um, he feels bad about it, especially then <laughs> Sam went and praised him for it, and he's like, oh, shit, yeah, that thing, that's right. Uh, and I don't know if we're going to get context in later episodes, but Dean does Dean feel bad because he feels like it was the wrong thing to do, or does he just feel bad that he's lying about it and he wants to be honest? I don't know. Yeah, it's... It's fine. Like this is good. I like this. I mean, it's not really. It's it's a it's a it's a normal thing that we get from Dean, which is you know I'm going to go to the bar and confess my sins to to some pretty girl, and for some reason that's going to make make me attractive to her. Like he's basically mm-hmm. saying like I fucked over a dude and I feel real bad about it, so I came to this shitty bar to drink. And she's like, yes. Also, I would like to have sex with you about it. Yeah, she's like, switch to beer so that your dick works later. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's what have, she communicates to him. I don't need <laughs> you to have whiskey dick because I get off in yeah. an hour and I'm looking to get a little bit of that sweet. Um, you know, Dean action. Some of that sweet and Dean nipple action. I don't know mm-hmm, why mm-hmm. I'm bringing it up. I'm the one that doesn't like to talk about it. <laughs> Meanwhile, Sam's on the phone with Bobby. Bobby's like, yeah, those, <laughs> um, Sam so- is working a fucking case is what's yeah. happening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bobby's like, yeah, those, those pictures you faxed over to me earlier. I checked them out at the local library. Uh, cause I wasn't doing anything else. And, uh, yeah, it turns out, uh, those symbols are for Osiris, the Egyptian god of judgment or or whatever. Hell yeah. I and guess. Sam's like, oh, sick. Okay, I guess I like, got it in the bag. How do I kill it? And Bobby's like, you need a horn? Like an ancient blowing horn? An ancient ram, ram horn. And he says, like, get a sharp one because you're not going to have two, tri- two tries. <laughs> like Bobby's just being super practical. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Bobby also tells him, like, he's doing or osiris is going after people who feel guilty not necessarily people who are guilty like that last guy he had served 30 years in prison um the dude who uh was killed by dogs like had a dog fighting ring but then spent the next 10 years uh giving back and trying to help dogs and like make up for his sins all these different things but they're still they still feel guilty they feel bad about what they did so that's what osiris is weighing on them um pretty pretty rough deal uh weirdly enough I mean, we're going to get to it later that Sam doesn't feel guilty about stuff because he's always been the hand wringing type, you know, yep. guilty, guilty boy. Uh, but he's not anymore, I guess. So, yeah, this is the second scene where earlier we went to the graveyard, then we went back to the motel and then we went to the graveyard and then obviously back to the motel again. Um, but just a lot of back and forth. Now here they went out to the orchard and into the barn and then they left and went back to the motel. Uh, and then Sam goes back out to the orchard in the barn. Uh, and then he leaves and goes and gets the horn. And then he goes back out to the orchard of the barn. I'm like, why are y'all driving back and forth Just, so much? I mean, like fossil fuels, y'all. You, you have to be aware of how much gas that you're burning. Like, you have to be aware of your carbon footprint, Winchester. Yeah. Do you love stopping for gas six times a week, guys? Because it must. It must, they must love that shit. Absolutely. Uh, he, at, during all of this, Sam is trying to call uh, Dean and not getting an answer. So he flashed back over to Dean. I, do quickly i like the scene where where dean is outside the bar yes that's what i want to talk about for the date (laughs) this is good that's the best part of all of this where you're like (laughs) that's just like goofy dean dean to me he's always that like hard dude on the surface but right underneath is this dean who's like you got this you're dean winchester you got it don't big deal it's this is a ground ball just you just gotta you gotta catch it you just gotta pick it up and go like you're fine like i like a dean who is still still somewhat nervous 
to hit on chicks. Like now he's older, he's more self-aware. He's not this reckless youth. But even now he's like, you're cool, dude. You got it. You got this. You can do it. You're Dean Winchester. You're Dean fucking Winchester. You're Dean fucking Winchester. Like he starts yelling at himself in the mirror, right? Like he's just going to get louder and louder until he breaks it. But then he gets snatched. And then he gets snatched, which is a, which is a bummer for, for everybody involved, including the bartender, presumably. I don't know. Dean seems like yeah. a pretty good guy. Uh, might not be. Who knows? The, not after all those whiskeys. Um, then the bartender picks up dean's phone a little while later because sam has been ringing it off the hook yep uh and she's like uh yeah no i <laughs> sam's you better not be loaded when the voicemail picks up you better not be loaded dean <laughs> yeah i'm working a, i'm fighting an egyptian god dean pick up your damn phone um but yeah she picks it up and she's like yeah no this guy dean was supposed to meet me here and sam was like wait right there i'm coming so he leaves the barn again yes he's he leaves the barn he goes to meet this chick on the sidewalk and he's like, where did you find this phone? And she points to it and it's like just right next to some dirt. Just right next there. Yeah. Just do, do a little bit of dirt. Uh, that's a his pile of dirt. That's his clue to go back to the barn. But first, Jesus Christ. we get into our trial scene, which Chris, all of this feels really cheesy and hammy. I don't like Osiris. Yeah. The guy that plays him is fine. I've seen him in a bunch of other stuff. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I don't remember his name. Ferran... Um, something to hear for on to hear he's been in a, in a ton of different stuff he's a really good actor they don't give him a lot to work with here like it's it's a very no. he plays yeah, they with have very- to make all these gods modern and snappy and i and like i guess he said joss whedon yeah. i don't like it yeah i don't not i'm not a big fan of this uh but he's got dean kind of trussed up at a table and is basically there saying like i'm going to judge you and and find you guilty and uh you know it you you have a lot of guilt. You confess. I was there. You confessed to all your crimes, and you know to that bartender. You got a little bit of liquor in you, or whatever. And then he says, like, and Sam, why don't you come out of hiding and come help us out here? And uh, so Sam comes out, and having snuck back in or whatever. And yeah, it's Sam and Dean, and this trial dude, this judge Osiris, and Sam immediately says, "Well, it's his right to an attorney. Aren't you going to give him his rights?" And I'm like, "Did you have a right to an attorney yeah. in Egypt?" <laughs> Because, yeah. as far as I know, all those pyramids weren't weren't made with by people you know that had rights. <laughs> they didn't have and a bill here, of rights for the pyramid makers. Here is where the the episode could have been really great, and it could have been a lot of brother bonding, where Sam legit has to like argue for Dean's guilt. I guess um, that he's that he's not guilty on the inside. Convince Dean, hey buddy, you're okay. You do good in this world, um, and it could have been a nice moment of Sam lifting up his brother and then being back on the same team again. And it's almost that, but then Dean's just like, no, fuck it. Don't forget the last witness. I'm going to, I'm guilty. Kill me. (laughs) I love how Sam volunteers himself as an attorney and immediately Dean's like, you're not a lawyer. Like Dean, can you please shut the fuck up? You have one person in this room that doesn't want to kill you and you're going to argue with them about it. Come on. What are you doing? Yeah. I just love that Sam is in this situation gets more of his lawyer knowledge, not from Smamford where he was pre-law, but from <laughs> TV shows from about lawyers. Wife, from the good one. Yeah. <laughs> and almost gets himself thrown out for it too, which is Did you uh did you ever watch The Good Wife? Because that was a pretty hilarious show for a lot of different reasons. I have not I have not seen it. Yeah. Anyway. Uh so yeah, Sam volunteers to be this dude's lawyer, uh, and the guy says, uh, "I can call as many witnesses. I can do pretty much whatever I want to. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to call my first witness, but also I'm going to do you a favor because, like, Sam does like a lot of objecting here, and which is really funny. Mm-hmm. 
but eventually Osiris gets tired of it. It's like, okay, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'm only going to recall three witnesses and we'll, we'll determine his guilt. And the first witness is the ghost of Joe Harville, um, who, yeah. who died in season five. Chris, I have a lot of problems with this because yeah, she's just there. Why is, why is Joe a ghost? Uh, cause, uh, cause she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> but you remember in season, uh, I want to say season two, episode one, the first time we meet Tessa the Ripper, Reaper, and uh, Tessa tells mm-hmm. Dean, like, the reason, yeah, you yeah. can definitely stick around, uh, you know, you can, but you're going to stay and you're eventually go crazy. And that's what happens. And that's, that's what causes all of these things that you hunt. That's what causes these mm-hmm. vengeful spirits. Is it supposed to Im- imply that she was like pulled out of heaven or something then? But then she says that like later on, she's, she's straight up like she appears as if she's a ghost, right? Like she, she like does the like yeah. flicker. She's in. like bloody too. She's kind of bloody. She's got like the gray thing. I just don't know why she's mm-hmm. a ghost because I'm pretty sure like, I guess they didn't confirm that she was in heaven and it, and it doesn't really matter. I just, I just don't like them playing fast and loose with some of the rules that they've set up. Like that's kind of, that's, that's one of my, my things. It's like, if you, it's fine, you mm-hmm. can do literally whatever you want to in a fictional universe. But like, once you create a set of rules, just abide by them. That's all I'm asking. Like, right. I don't care if right. the rule is like gravity is upside down 17 feet away from your house, but that's fine. Like just abide by that. And don't like be like, but not 18 feet or whatever. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what yeah. I'm talking about anymore. I'm sorry. I don't like Joe and then being it's, here. It's, I mean, it's just say that. Yeah, no, it's, it's just her being like, Dean, it wasn't your fault. And then Sammy, like Dean, it wasn't your fault. Um, he's like, yeah, uh, Joe didn't become a hunter and end up in that um, convenience store where the bomb went off, whatever, because of you. Like it was because she idolized her father and wanted to follow in his footsteps and wanted to go off and fight on her own. And, she wasn't a hunter because of you. She didn't die because of you. She was just fighting the fight like all of us. And Dean's like, yeah, okay, I can buy that. And he's just sure. like, okay, sure, there we go. I'm not guilty. I, uh, d- do you like this? Like all of this, like flashbacks to Joe and Dean's relationship and her kind of definitely having a crush on him and all of this stuff. Like, do you like the way that this is presented? Are you into this? It's okay, I guess. Yeah, it's kind of my fault too. Like, I don't, it, it wasn't even enough there to make me mad i guess yeah. so it was just it felt kind of weak on on all around uh as, as you can probably tell i don't really like this trial sequence at all i think it's kind of boring and dumb no so no. um i think it could have been really cool i think there was like even like now like the second person who gets called up is sam and i expected there to be a lot of stuff and again more like more brother bonding through through the worst of it for sam to be like no this wasn't his fault dean's been looking out for me all this crap um but they don't really do what I want them to do with it. I, I mean, I, that's really getting picky here. Um, oh, if you want picky, he, wait till it's my turn to talk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to get into it. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, Sam is called as a second witness. Um, and he's like, yeah, you could have married Jess and been a lawyer and all that stuff. And Sam like laughs at that. He's like, that is no, that was never going to work. It wasn't Dean's fault because he came and got me. This was going to happen no matter what. I had demon blood in me and I could never rip it out of scrubber clean. Um, uh, Osiris has to blame Dean for basically everything that has ever happened bad in Sam's life. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says uh, he'd rather damn you with him than be alone. And, and Sam's like, no, that's, that's not, um, that isn't the case. Even though it kind of is the case, they just don't, they don't do a lot here with Sam. Sam is just like, no, it's not Dean's fault. And that's sort of all he says. And I would have loved a brother moment. You know, I love my brother moments. Oh yeah. I would have loved something bigger here for him to like put his foot down for Dean 
and just say like, no, this is not my brother's fault. Um, and that, that would have been cool. And he kind of does that, but it's just in like a wishy-washy way. And like, obviously he convinces Dean cause he doesn't feel guilty about Sam. Um, but I wish they had done a little bit more with it. Not that, you know, Jared is like, uh, misty eyed during this. And I was expecting like a big emotional pull because of the way that he looked, but then they like, they just don't have him do anything. Yeah. I, I think a, a big emotional pull would have been better. Also like, Sam reacting with a little bit of anger towards Osiris about this stuff, I think would have been good. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's definitely not Dean's fault. Like we've, we have since learned after no. he was possessed by Lucifer for quite some time and almost started the apocalypse that a lot of people in Sam's life had been demons, like keeping an eye on him and kind of, yeah, it feels halfway- like Dean was sort of the only one trying to keep Sam, Sam. <laughs> and I, I wish, I wish like Sam had said that instead of been like, well, no, Sam, you know, Dean was trying like, yeah, but I mean, Sam's life was fucked up from you know 1983, like or whatever, whatever right. year he got demon blood, demon blizzard dripped into his mouth. Like his his whole life was cursed from the moment like he was born because mm-hmm. of you know Mary Winchester's deal with this to try to save her her husband. So it, none of this is Dean's fault, and I think calling Sam and trying to like make Dean feel guilty about it. And I guess we're gonna learn right after this. Like the judge is like, "Oh yeah, you would convince me, but." It's not my judgment. I don't judge guilt. I only take the, what they feel. So they're trying to. He's trying to say that Dean feels all this guilt, regardless of whether or not it's true. But if that's the case, mm. why are you calling witnesses, dog? Like what? what right. How witnesses are only can tell you if someone is actually guilty or not, not if they feel yeah. guilty. So right. <laughs> this entire this entire it's premise just, just collapses. Like I don't. Yeah. It doesn't make like sense. They're it's, so close. They're so close to it almost working, but then they just keep making these little things. I will say the one the one good thing here that Sam says to convince Dean that everything is cool. Um, all these people who have died, their fucked up lives. Sam says, is your heart heavy with guilt or just heavy and none of this guy's business? I like that line. Yeah, I like that line a lot too. Also, when and Sam Dean is call- like, yeah, what he said, what he said. <laughs> when, uh, when Dean, when Sam finally calls Dean to the stand and he says, uh, and you know, Dean, you didn't know what was going to happen because you're not a psychic. And Dean's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like Sam's like, no, no, that's a question. Are you psychic? He's like, oh, no, no, absolutely not. I'm not a psychic. <laughs> that's also, also, also pretty good. Just getting that on the record that Dean Winchester yeah. is not a psychic. <laughs> um, um, but then it's just like, oh, okay, but we're not even going to call the third witness because we know you're guilty about it. Bye. Yeah, just we're going to judge you guilty. I suggest you get your affairs in order because we're going to come after you. Uh I guess the the idea here is that Osiris pronounces them guilty, summons their ghost somehow, like the ghost of the people that, even though that breaks all laws of ghosts as we know them in the supernatural universe, and like turns them loose on them because usually like ghosts either haunt an object or a place, and that's they they're they're just showing up all over the fucking place. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. They're in they're in Michigan. Like the boys have never been right. to Michigan before. No. So, um. Uh, yeah, I got problems, yep, Chris. So- I, got, I got a lot of problems. This episode has a lot of problems. They uh, they head back to the motel for the fifty fifth time, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, Sam, you know, he, oh, this is where he gets the info from Bobby. Like, hey, I need a um, I need a horn to go and kill uh, Osiris with. Dean, just stay here. Like, you know how to deal with ghosts. <laughs> You'll be fine. <laughs> um, Absolutely. So Sam goes off to get that the horn. Real, real and, quick, um, we, 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 you mentioned mm-hmm. that like they just. She kind of said, well, we're not even going to bother to recall the, the third witness. Like, the third witness was obviously going to be um girl whose name I've already... The Kitsune from Amy. last episode. And Dean just straight up says, yeah. like, no, 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 I don't, I don't want you to do that. So, like, it wasn't that they, they... The dude didn't, like, Dean actually said that. And Sam was kind of frustrated about that. So I just want to make sure we cover that, because it, it adds a little bit more of a reason to skip that third witness, because, you know, Dean's actively trying to hide something. Right, right. Um, So Sam goes off to get the horn. Dean hangs back. 
And um, sure enough, Joe shows up, Spectral Joe, to just like talk it out with Dean because he's, you know, behind a line of salt right now. So she can't get to him. Um, they go back and forth about a bunch of shit. And she's like, it's not your fault. But like, I'm going to kill you anyway. Cause, like, that's what I'm here for. Um, it feels like it should have been Amy's ghost. Because that's the one that Dean feels guilty about, not Joe. Definitely. Um, I definitely feel like this should be Amy. Dean Amy had, was the kitsune, by the way. That was, that was the kitsune. Okay, yes, good. yes, yes. Um, Dean says something about how he was like, you and Sam were just kids. like, And you've, you've had to deal with all this bullshit because of me. Um, or like, I should have been the one dealing with it. Like, you know, us grown up should have been the one dealing with like, He's just like talking down to her. Um, I don't know. This scene just doesn't... I thought it would pull on me more because I like Joe. Uh, but it was just sort of like, "Hey, Dean, sorry, <laughs> this is awkward, huh? <laughs> like, what am I doing here?" Um, the one thing I, I really know. find interesting about this interaction is that um, Joe says she's basically not bothered by this stuff anymore because you know death has a, a habit of you know making things look real black and white, and uh, you know you, you can just let go of stuff like because she's saying I, I'm not mad, like you're, I don't find you, I don't, I'm not mad about dying, I'm not mad about the way it happened, I'm not like anything which like then why are you a ghost but whatever we're gonna put that to the side right uh but Dean's why are like, you a ghost covered in blood come back to kill me <laughs> yeah yeah if you're not really worried about your death then why are you like dressed in the clothes that you died in hmm. <laughs> um <clears throat> but she says you know you, it just it, once you let go of all this you you know you feel better for it and dean says like i'm 99 percent crap so if i let go of all of my crap then like what is actually left to me and uh yeah. that's that's a real interesting thing for for us to imagine how dean has been treating himself not even necessarily because of the way he killed amy but i definitely think it brought a lot of that to the surface and i think that this is what the writers were going for like this these this little miniature arc is what they were really trying to get to but man do i just not really care about it that much like it's handled so terribly and out of character along the way that i don't necessarily think they they nailed this landing very well no they didn't hit the landing but um as always we can still appreciate what they wanted to do with dean here um even if they they failed five different times on their way to get to their point um dean is still grieving he's still lost castiel he's just fed up now he did a bad thing that he feels real fucking shitty about and he's just keeping up his own bullshit and if he lets go of that bullshit he doesn't think he has anything else beyond it you know he's empty underneath this shell of shit that he's created and then, meanwhile, Sam gets busted in a temple stealing a horn. For- <laughs> the scene. Sam is always getting caught. Whenever he goes to sneak in and steal something, this it's is like because, the third time this has happened. he's seven foot two, and he weighs 500 yeah. pounds. He's a literal moose <laughs> walking into a synagogue. Some people are going to notice that, Chris. Like, that's yes. going to be noticeable. Yes. It's fucking ridiculous. I like, I like that they never give us a reason for this. He's just like, hey... And then it just cuts to Sam in a car later, like having the having the horn. Like he just he just yeah. kind of either convinced <laughs> it or like, it. we just don't even get any kind of like how that that whole thing tra- like transpired or anything. They're it's just like ju- yeah, it's like ya. just a gag. It's just a gag. Like I wonder if it is almost an inside joke, being like, "Yes, yeah, Sam always gets caught when he goes to steal shit." Like this is what happens when Teen's not there. <laughs> it's very good. Uh, meanwhile, our Egyptian god Osiris, like. Which who is an actual Egyptian god is just stalking the streets of Dearborn, Michigan, like looking for some guilty people, and is about to like snatch yeah. some rando chick up. <laughs> yeah, uh, anyone feeling shitty about themselves today? While while he's doing that, uh, Joe has has figured out like, hey, I'm a ghost. I know how all this stuff works. She cranks up the gas on the stove. 
she leans over and grabs Dean's lighter and he just lets her for some reason. She opens up some windows and then all the salt, actually she opens up the windows and all the salt blows away first. And then she grabs a lighter while he's like staring at her, like helpless to yeah. do anything. Thankfully she opened the window. So hopefully all the gas is going right out. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And also will not be able to light that <laughs> Zippo very well because the wind is blowing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And cause she's a ghost <laughs> because she's a ghost and she shouldn't be able to interact with the fucking cigarette. Yeah, she's a non-corporeal being. <laughs> This doesn't make any goddamn sense. <laughs> and because she's like, yeah, I don't know. Suddenly Joe is a vengeful spirit. I mean, I guess she's under the control of Osiris. And these are some extraordinary circumstances, but it's still really funny to make fun of them. <laughs> I guess it's extraordinary circumstances. But at the same time, he's stalking the streets of Dearborn, Michigan. <laughs> like, yeah, what? Like in a hoodie. He's just like dressed <laughs> he's very just normal. in a hoodie. <laughs> oh, man, this episode. Uh, so while all of that is happening and Joe is getting closer and closer to striking up that lighter, uh, but right at the last minute, Sam Winchester drives the point of the Ram's horn into Osiris's heart, killing him. Uh, the yeah, CGI just like here in front of that good. bar, I guess. Yeah, right? just in front of that bar, like with some people looking on, like the dude's eyes go all blue electric, which is kind of yeah. cool. He's like, it's uh, fine. I'm FBI. I got fine. it. I'm FBI. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's CDC. I'm FBI and CDC. Special yeah, Joint I'm Task both- Force. Yep, I make a lot of money. I have many jobs. That's why they give me the ram horn, folks, because I make a lot of money and I have a lot of responsibility. Yep. That's what the ram horn means. I get eldritch weapons to fight my enemies. <laughs> this is straight from J. Edgar Hoover's ghost, which is also yes. around here somewhere, so we should probably go track that down. So yeah, you guys should probably clear off. I'm going to have to kill some more ghosts, some more famous ghosts. <laughs> yeah, you guys need to be, get the fuck out of here. Abraham Lincoln might show up, and that dude has some reach. <laughs> let me know if you hear any ghost dogs barking looking out of them for them too Did it, was that a gavel um, gavels usually mean ghost judges <laughs> i swore i smelled a ghost judge around here. are you sure you didn't see anything oh christ this episode and he's just got a bloody horn standing over the, the corpse of osiris in a hoodie the hoodies doesn't even have like the hoodie doesn't even have like hieroglyphics on it like a little like gra- like a graphic t I mean, with, thank like, God. That's something like, like, I feel like that would have been really like, I think that would have been even worse, but you know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I'm glad that they didn't have to like get out the Rosetta stone to try and beat this guy. <laughs> oh God. Jeremy, was this a thing? Was this a, th- was this a thing for you? Like, I feel like every history class I ever took in high school or, or middle school, elementary school, all of them, they were like the Rosetta stone is how we discovered how to read hieroglyphics like it oh, was yeah, the, absolutely. the touchstone of my education was like how bomb is this one rock that we found right i had a weird affection for like that that rosetta stone like series of language teaching sure, software sure. like just just because it was called the rosetta stone and my entire life had been dedicated to teaching me not what it was or how it worked but just that it was great that was the only thing that i ever <laughs> learned about it just that it was yeah. great and we yeah. needed it and also here's how you do algebra like, thank you. Okay, right. can we go back to the cool stone it's that teaches real. everybody how to talk yeah. languages? I want to go back to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, when when Sam kills this dude, he kills this Egyptian god Osiris. It makes Joe's ghost disappear. Did we talk about our our friend that got shot? By the way, do we do we mention that the guy that they saved from the apple no. archer? Yeah, no, he got didn't. shot. By the way, y'all. the man oh, who got murdered just outside Sam and Dean's motel, motel room. room. Yeah, and just, you'd think that the cops would be like, that guy was in those FBI agents' shitty motel room that they're staying at. Should we investigate? Should we also? Are those even real badges? Are that and, and also. 
Was that a ghost? <laughs> was that a ghost dog? <laughs> was that a ghost dog? What is happening? Uh, so yeah, that dude got shot by the two people that he killed on his armed robbery. But when when they kill Osiris, Joe's ghost just disappears. Yeah. And they kind of use the same effect of, as if when they burn a body and then the ghost is like, you know, dispelled or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it, it just doesn't go along with our rules whatsoever. Like it doesn't. No. It doesn't. Unless it doesn't she's right. like an apparition and like not the real Joe, but then like she wouldn't have all these like this personal knowledge and she wouldn't be so goddamn forgiving of Dean if she was like just a specter to fuck with him. <laughs> okay. So, so is there, and I'm again, I do this thing where I try to like read it more into this than the writers probably did to, to justify this. But is there a thing where Osiris can pull the specter of guilt out of you and have you like face that guilt? I mean, I could totally see that being a thing, except Dean doesn't feel guilty about it <laughs> because That's he true. passed that part of the trial. <laughs> yeah, he definitely didn't feel guilty about Joe. Like he had some guilt, but like he didn't feel like he killed her. Well, then like Sam convinces him. He's like, you don't feel guilty about it. You just feel sad about it. And that's different. Oh, man, I, I guess so. And like, maybe he was just trying to go along with that to save his life. So that didn't actually dispel the ghost. But then. I, I guess like I I don't know man like listeners write in <laughs> monster of the cool dot com yeah. dot, wow monsters of the cool monsters of the week dot cool slash contact tell it's us just you, one monster which, it's just one singular think. monster not oh, monsters Jesus. I'm just butchering this all together <laughs> now I'm gonna have to go buy a whole other domain <laughs> gotta register that shit quick <laughs> um this is the episode or no we have we this have our epilogue we have our epilogue. oh we, we, we gotta okay. talk about some feelings here. shout out to the epilogue not because it's particularly good but because god damn it i missed these stupid standing by a body of water drinking Same. beers scenes. finally glad we're back to this I, I like this a lot absolutely they're dressed like season two sam's got that old tan coat on mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. dean's got his green thing his green jacket and yep. they're just hanging out drinking beers and it's just like fuck yeah guys um Dean still hasn't come clean with the secret. Nope. Um, and he says that Joe uh, Sam, Joe was the same old Joe, and maybe she was even a little happier. Really? Yeah. Yeah, being alive you, sucks, according to Dean. <laughs> that checks she out. Was, you think she was happier as a ghost, like, dedicated yeah. to haunting your ass? Really? As a ghost dog? <laughs> uh, she's, she's not much... Joe is effectively a ghost dog. Because there's a ghost car, there's a ghost dog, and then there's ghost Joe, and they all serve the same purpose. So she yeah. might as well be a ghost dog. Um, and we are the ghost family. Yes. And there's Ghost Judge, who's d- Daddy Ghost Judge. Um, but, yeah, Sam, Sam's like, yeah, you know what? I kind of don't feel super guilty about anything anymore. Like, that's that's why he wasn't put on trial. Also, because he didn't go to the bar. That would have been good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he he felt crappy his whole life. Sam always knew he was a freak. Um, we've watched seasons one through five where he was constantly feeling guilty about everything that he did. Um, wanting to save people, all these people he heard, he was crying and whatever, and just feeling bad. And now he, uh, now he doesn't feel that way anymore because, well, he, he doesn't say like, Hey, I paid my dues, but he kind of alludes to the fact, like I went to hell and it was fucking terrible. (laughs) And it was the worst thing that like you can experience at all. I lost my soul. so. Yeah, maybe I'm maybe I'm good. Ooh, I punched the mic. Maybe maybe I paid my dues. Maybe I'm all set now. That I I maybe I did some bad shit, but I fucking paid for it. Yeah. And that's and now not because 
not necessarily because he's like guilt free now and like you know I've I've paid my dues even though that's what I'm saying. Um, but it's also like I'm back from hell and I'm just gonna be different now and I'm not gonna live my life worrying about every fucking thing I've ever done. Which is good for Sam, right? Like this is a good thing yeah, for yeah. him to go through. I think this is a this is this shows a little character development from Sam of being like I'm willing mm-hmm. to because you know they did this thing where Joe is telling Dean to do the same thing, which is let go of all this bullshit in your life and you'll feel much better about it. But it's Sam who actually gets to do that. And I, I like that with Sam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, also, his hair looks great in this scene. Same. It, it does look really good. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, um, Sam, Sam feels good despite Lucifer and everything else that's going on. He, he feels somewhat good. And I guess he probably would if you were out of hell and you were free again. You know, you'd, you'd feel, you'd feel half decent about everything. Um, what this episode made me miss, um, the scenes between Dean and Sam when Dean was on trial and Sam was like getting to be a little bit funny. They don't give Jared a ton of comedic moments and it doesn't have to be big stuff, but like Sam is a huge goofball um, because he's just like, he's just an awkward person. And I wish that they would lean into that a little bit more because they kind of, they kind of do a little bit here. Uh, and I, and I really miss that. I love when the boys are just not necessarily like joking with each other, but when there is like just humorous scenes between the two of them, um, everything's been so serious this season that it's it's easy to kind of forget about that stuff. So this scene, just them drinking beers by a body of water, I was very happy with it. Yeah, it, I, I'm into this. I'm into this a lot. Like this is probably the best part of the episode for me. Besides, um, you know, tell it to ghost dog. That was that was maybe my second. Like it's tied for <laughs> one and two uh, in my in my mind. I this is this is one of those episodes of Supernatural where I was I was kind of expecting to come into this. Uh, with not being negative but you know just kind of coming into it with like man i have some issues and then like through us talking about it i'd be like hey i actually kind of like this episode but now i just realized i just have more issues with it <laughs> like i just yeah. have, I have yeah. more it's not a good episode to talk about it's it. not a good episode by any means i'm just happy that we got some character in it even like all of dean's stuff doesn't totally like check out but it's character you know and like i love dean and then Sam gets to do stuff and like what he's doing doesn't really matter. A lot of it's pretty stupid and goofy, but like he's doing stuff and I love Sam. So I'm happy, you know, it's just them doing shit. And it also doesn't come together. Like Joe, I'm sorry. We should have brought you back for a better purpose than this. Absolutely. But, um, and, that, and that's, but yeah. And that's another problem is I really like seeing Joe mm-hmm. and I was really let down by what she was when she got there. So, yeah. Can I, can I read you something from the trivia section of the supernatural wiki real quick? You sure can. And this is actually a serious something. Like, this isn't me just being dumbing. This isn't the Wikipedia being dumb. Um, (laughs) Although the spirits Osiris summons are supposed to kill the defendant in a manner mirroring their own deaths, Joe tries to kill Dean by blowing up the building when it was her mother who technically died of an explosion. Joe herself had already died of wounds inflicted by a hellhound when Ellen blew up the building. Dean didn't know that oh. Joe succumbed to her injuries before the explosions. Joe died after Dean and Sam had left the building. So it is possible that it was Cyrus kills by how the defendants believe their victims died. This makes me think that these are definitely not real ghosts, that these are, yeah. these are, these are apparitions that he's pulling from Sam and Dean's head or excuse me, Dean's head. And it makes me feel a lot better about the episode in general. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I like that little detail at least. I'm yeah. glad that somebody paid enough attention for that, um, for that to come through. Yeah, yeah, I'm into that. I'm, this is this is this is good for me. So, 
like um, most episodes of Supernatural, there there are always some saving graces because we love our hunks. Because we love our hunks. We even love them enough to put up with a Buffy-themed episode next week, Chris. That's what we're going to be back for. Oh, so we're there, huh? We're there. Yeah. We're on episode five. So uh, that'll be next week. In the meantime, thank you, everybody, for listening. We love you. Thank you so much. Yes. If you would like to support the show, hit us up at patreon.com slash monster of the week. You can leave us an iTunes review. We actually haven't gotten an iTunes review in a little bit. Uh, so yeah, please go do that. If you haven't, if you haven't done that, just, you know, go, go tell us nice things. Uh, not only does it, do we get kind of a, a, a nice feeling in our tummies when you do that, but also <laughs> boost us up on the search rankings so that people, other people can find the podcast. Yeah. We, uh, we recently broke a milestone for the first episode of this podcast. I don't like to talk numbers, but it was a big one and I'm pretty happy about that. So obviously Same. people are tuning in for the first time. Hey guys, when you get back here in a couple of years, thank you for listening. We appreciate that. <laughs> It'll take a little while to get through it. Uh, Chris, yes. do you have any final thoughts for our, our, our listeners? No, just um, thanks everybody for listening and, and allowing us to do this podcast. It's always fun. Mm-hmm. We'll be back next week with more Monster of the Week. Good night, everybody. Bye. Go stop. Um, hang on one second. Let me go. I gotta go take care of my dog real quick. And I'll be right back. Okay. Okay. Reluctantly, Dean kept quiet. Sammy was happy to see Dad, and Uncle Bobby didn't want Dean to rain on his grave. So all he said was, Good to see you, Dad. Glad to see you. <laughs> Glad to see both you boys. Oh, I've got something for you. Reach into his pocket, Jeremy. You're back to. You. I'll read this later. Pokemon. Just, you're just out in the yard. I was. Yeah, I was. Stuff. I was just sitting in the yard. That was what I was doing. Oh, hey man, just let yourself in. <laughs> come on, come on in, Chris. Doors wide open, man. <laughs> Screen door is an open door around here. Yep. <laughs> What's up, buddy? All right. Welcome back to Monster Not- of the Week. Hey, thanks for having me, old friend. It's no problem, man. I, uh, you know, we always like it when you when you come around and you drop by the old Monster of the Week studio. So I'm, I'm very happy to have yeah. you here. Yeah. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. It's a studio. <laughs> How's the life? The voice I was doing yesterday. I already forgot what the voice was. The 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 like foghorn leg. <laughs> 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 see people are probably not going to hear that until like after next week so that'll be a, a yeah, little preview it's hard of what, to what's coming it's it's hard to not go too far into batman voice with that i'm sure yeah or bane voice see. bane voice is a or is, bane voice yeah you think so she said um yeah that's something young man i'm grateful luck there we go okay i got it back before i forget uh our uh-huh. buddy and and uh, and the listeners' buddies, Richard over at We're Not Wizards, told me to tell you that quote, he's my favorite about you. Me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Aww, so I said I would, I would pass that you... that message along. So. <laughs> Richard, you son of a bad shawl. Come oh, on, come on, come on, come on. That's very that's very sweet.
if I ever play a board game, I'd be happy to come on your podcast. <laughs> never, never played one before. I mean, you guys play, you guys do puzzles. That's like a board game. It's just a picture you put together. <laughs> Look, it comes in a box. It's cardboard, and yeah. and it's literally a puzzle. Like that's a game. Like all games, almost only, all games have puzzles. We only did two puzzles because very quickly Jess got disillusioned with the whole idea of it. She was like, "This takes so long," and then at the end, you just have to put it away. We did a Bob's Burgers one. You don't um, frame them from like, our you gotta frame from them. our friends. I didn't have a frame for the first one, which I, I'm regretting now because it was beautiful. It was a beautiful Scottish castle. Um, we had a Bob's Burgers one from our friends at USAopoly. We bought it. They didn't send it to us. <laughs> um, but we did that, and then Jess framed that. So she says a Bob's Burgers picture it's in her room now. Extremely good. Yeah. I wanted to get the hunk poster, or the hunk puzzles. Supernatural. Yeah, but then we let our uh, relationship with the manufacturer kind of lapse because we can't, we can't yeah. get our shit together. Yeah. <laughs> if we, uh, what's her, what was her name? Do you remember? Janet? No, it was definitely not. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was Janet. Let's see. 100% sure it was not Janet. Super. It was Jackie. Close. Jackie. Well, I was, I mean, that's close. I guess. Anyway, Jackie, if you're listening, we miss you. We miss you. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the show, too. We appreciate that. <laughs> it's a little uh, warmish. It got, like, warm today. Yeah, it's almost 60 degrees here, and it's going to snow next week, so, hey. What the fuck? That's, I mean, that's New England, so. What? <laughs> I'm not surprised anymore. The fuck? I'm looking at the um, the temperatures. Yeah, yeah, it's 80 degrees today. It's going to be 40 degrees on Saturday. That's, yeah. That's a disaster. It's supposed to be 69 I don't know what Friday. I'm going to Woo! Hey, hey. That's the sex I don't know number. what I'm going to do this weekend. What do you mean? Jess has, uh... Like a brunch or something for her friends' bridal show. I don't know. One of those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she has a work meeting the next morning. So I don't think I don't think I'm going to see Jess for a whole week. Dude, what are you going to do this weekend? That's, that's <laughs> usually no your whole weekend. Clue. Yeah, she might come over on Sunday. I think I'll be good on Sunday. Right. But until then, no fucking clue what I'm going to do. Fucking underwear on the ceiling. Yeah. Just, I gotta just... like I'll, I gotta find a game to play that like won't make me angry. Um, I like I said the other day, I've, I've been gaming again a little bit, but I just the only emotion any video games ever elicit from me is just anger, even though it's it's not like I'm getting like crazy mad at stuff. But t- the only time that I've been feeling experiencing an emotion while playing a video game has been when I'm just getting angry at something. I mean, like, I don't want to play anymore. That means you need to uh, break apart your genre. You need to mm-hmm. you, you need to you need to branch out like you need to get away from those JRPGs. They suck. I mean, I, you probably I don't realize that because you're, you're young. But they in suck. a long time, it's been um, a long time since I played one. Get rid of those horror games; those are right out. Those are too stressful. I don't do those. I guess I don't even know what I've been playing. The I Shadow just want to play Stardew Valley again, but like for the first time. Yeah, yeah. Give me those night night pills because <laughs> I can just take and play Stardew Valley and Dark Souls One and Shadow of the Classes for the yeah. first time all over again. Him hitting I was playing his, Dark Souls Three. Uh, his secret game, by the way, is is really exciting to me. Yeah. He follows Notch on Twitter though, which sucks. But I, I don't, I don't really know what to make of that. I feel like, um, like I think that he tw- he doesn't. Tw- that's not a personal account, right? Like, because it only tweets like once every seems couple of months. I don't know. So if, I don't know because I know I log into the Monster of the Week podcast account and I just like all of those suggested follows. I'm just like, yep, 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 yep. Because who gives a fuck? Like, yep. I'm not worried about a ratio on my on my, on my podcast account. Sure. 
Gotta keep that tight ratio, man. Gotta keep that tight ratio. You don't want to be following more people than are following you, right? If you're going to be a cool yeah, person. You look like a coward. Yeah. Or, or just some sort of like <laughs> uh, like <laughs> turtle from that TV show Entourage. That's what you look like. Because I bet he yep. follows all yep. of those other people in that Entourage, but none of that Entourage follows him on Twitter. I guarantee you. Right. Not good. Not a good move. <laughs> Yeah, but nothing else. I uh, I stopped by this place. I've been hearing about this place a lot that had good boudin. So I was like, I got to go try this shit out because if there's a good boudin. Boudin. Boudin, exactly. Uh, so I went in and they had one of my favorite foods that you can't really find anywhere uh, called fried ribs. I don't know if you've ever had fried Ooh. ribs before, but you just it's exactly what it sounds like. Like you get ribs <laughs> and sure, then you deep fry them and they're really tasty. Yeah. And they were good. They were, they were super sweet. That sounds good. What about you? Nothing. I've been so fucking bored at work. Yeah. I'm like too bored to even listen to audiobooks. Oh, I'm just man. like sitting there. I don't know. It's like it's been so boring the last two days that I feel like some big shit's about to hit. We'll see. Or it's just fucking, you know, a, a boring couple days. Did you did I read that you got the uh Tolkien books? You got the Lord of the Ring audiobooks? Yeah, I, yeah, I did. What, like, what, how many hours are those? Are those, like, a thousand hours? No, the first one is, like, 20 hours, I think. Jeez. Um, I think they're all roughly 20, yeah. Are they good? Like, who reads them? In my head, it's uh, Ian McKellen reading, reading it's them. It's a, no, it's an old man, and, um... <laughs> you know, Zuddy, I took the sword, and yeah, I, took, I sure. said hello to the hobbit. <laughs> he's for sure old. Um, <laughs> like, is he about to die? this is... This is one of those cases where you want to listen to it on 1.25 speed mm-hmm. because he's a very slow reader. So when you put it on that, then he's a regular, he's a very normal uh, speed reader. So that's good. Um, yeah, it's, it's fine. I forgot how, how, uh, I don't want to say boring, but drawn out the beginning of the fellowship is because it's like Frodo hanging out in Hobbiton for 10 years, waiting for Gandalf to come back and tell him what to do with the ring. And then they're in the woods for a while. They meet Tom Bombadil, and everybody's like, oh, they took Tom Bombadil out of the book, or out of the movies. And I used to be that way, too. I used to be like, yeah, man, how you can weave out such a crush part? But, like, it's truly, truly not important whatsoever. Um, The most interesting thing that happens at uh, Tom Bombadil's house is that Frodo has dreams, some crazy dreams about, like, the ringwraiths coming to get him. And he dreams about, uh, he doesn't know that it's Gandalf, but he basically dreams the scene where, where Gandalf uh, fight Sauron and then like is taken away by the eagles from the top of that tower um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in Isengard and um, he, yeah he has that dream but like they do that scene in the movie so like that's communicated just fine and like Tom Bombadil's fun he's like a forest spirit who's just like singing and dancing and talking about how ancient and old the forest is and how these trees used to have all this power and like that's a common theme with Tolkien um, but it doesn't really uh, it doesn't really matter like it it's more lore, but it doesn't forward anything. So I don't really know why people complain about it not being in the movies. Because people like to complain over dumb shit. Yeah, I'll right. uh, I'll I'll go a place that you didn't just go, and I will just straight up say that uh, the Lord of the Rings books are incredibly boring if you come to them late in your yeah. life. Uh, I mean, you're not wrong. It's just, I mean, it's just one of those. It's just one of those things. Like the very first action, like the very first movie with the car chase sequence was probably like blew people's fucking minds. But yeah. now, like, it, you can't watch Fast and the Furious 18 
uh, you know, the year of our Lord 20 fast and the furious teen or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then go back to that first taste taste sequence and like get a radish about it. Like this is not going right, to happen. Right, and right. by the time I got to Lord of the Rings, I was, you know, 20 something, I think. And I just, I just didn't care. Like, okay, like orcs aren't new. <laughs> like, what are we talking about? <laughs> Let's just get this yeah. over with guys. Come on. They're just orcs. I got it. Yep. yep bad. Orcs. I, benefited, <laughs> I benefited from being 11 and I read the Hobbit and I legitimately just loved the Hobbit. Cause oh was, yeah. The Hobbit is really <laughs> good though. Like it's, it's super yeah. self-contained. Like it's, it's just a really nice story. And then the movies were coming out. So I, I read the books, although I didn't finish Return of the King back then. So I don't honestly don't think I've ever finished Return of the King. The more I think about it, I'm pretty sure I never did. But yeah, I, I, I just I can't go back and read those books now. Like there's just be no way. I've read them twice. I think that's that's enough time for those books. That's definitely enough time to read Lord of the Rings. That's why I'm doing the audiobooks now, so I don't have to read them again. I can listen to them while I do other stuff. While you do hunter stuff, maybe. While I do hunter stuff, dusting all my pockets. Mm-hmm. You ready? You want to do the thing? Yeah, I haven't actually pulled up my notes or anything. I haven't pulled up mine either. Let me get. Let me get those little. What did you text me? Ooh. So I can't. I don't even want to look at that right now because I'm hungry. So I'm not looking at it. <laughs> those are those are fried ribs, my man. My stomach just growled. <laughs> I'm sorry. We've been watching uh, that that Netflix show called um, Ugly Delicious. Are you are you mm-hmm. familiar with David Chang, the Momofuku guy? I don't think so. Okay, um, he was like the first dude to do a noodle bar in New York, basically. Like, so he's like this oh. relatively famous uh, Korean chef who's. Is that what they call an all male strip club? Yep, mm-hmm. a relatively famous Korean <laughs> a chef bar? is a is. Oh, gotcha. No, sorry. Yeah. Come on, that was good. It was, that was it pretty was, good. I mean, it was I. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> I'm not going to give you. I, I mean, I, it you, took me. You'll get a chuckle out of that. Okay. I was slow on the draw, but that was pretty good. Uh, but he's got this show called Ugly Delicious, and like the first episode was about pizza, and it it kind of it talks about like what is pizza, what do you consider actual pizza, like, but it's not in a real shitty. I need way. you to stop talking about pizza, man. I fucking love pizza. <laughs> I want it so bad right now. But they go all across the country and talk to you like. You know, they've got the, a sushi chef who's like, I make I make pizza with sushi ingredients. And then they've got this like classic New Yorker who is just like has this beautiful New York accent. He was such a hunk <laughs> that I just I wanted to marry him. Uh, but he's like, no, no, it's only it's only New York ingredients. Like, that's all that pizza is like this tastes good. But like, that's that's not actual pizza. Like, it's one of those things that talks about like appropriation. I didn't know that there was a um, there's a whole like committee like a society set up in Italy for like the straight up like Naples, like the Napoli uh, pizza that it can only be a certain way or whatever like I had no idea but the whole Damn. time we're watching this we're just like starving because it's just showing pizza mm-hmm. after delicious mm-hmm. pizza the next episode was tacos that fucking killed us last night it was um, home cooking and I was like oh god all this food looks delicious I just want more of it <laughs> so don't go yeah, watch that to, if you're hungry you have to watch either while you're eating or after you eat definitely after you eat I think because I don't like to watch food mm-hmm. shows while I'm eating I don't know why yeah, I mean, I don't watch food shows anyway, because um, there's no uh, orcs or Because there's no hobbits in them? <laughs> yeah. It must really limit you on what you can do. Yeah, it's a pretty... That's why I don't watch a lot of TV. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. That was lean and mean. Yeah. That's a and fucking... A, and a Dean a hunk machine. machine. Yeah, or a Dean machine. Yeah. I don't feel... Uh, I don't feel... 
bad about that at all since we recorded another episode last night. Oh, no, that was good. That was good stuff. We're always going to have episodes that are going to go long. Yeah. And they don't all need to go long. So yeah. it's fine. You know how I get up all up my own ass about that. I just need to pull myself out of my own ass sometimes. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just get real. You just dig right in there, get a little cozy inside of your own ass. And you and, just think, and you, you just know? stay there and you just everything's bad. And it's just it's terrible. And you just can't. But you can't leave it because you're comfortable <laughs> in that terribleness. <laughs> yeah, it's, because it's your own ass. of your own ass. <laughs> It's like that uh, that poem about the heart, and uh, you know, it took of, took of me my heart, and I ate of it. It's, it's my own ass, and mm-hmm. I climbed mm-hmm. into it. <laughs> yeah, it's my own ass. If anyone belongs in there, it's me <laughs> and my partner. If they choose to do so, yeah, whoever whoever decides they want to get in there, <laughs> as long as they have my consent, it's fine. Um, but right now I'm in there. <laughs> yeah, but right now I'm in there. So no, 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 nobody else allowed. <laughs> I'm gonna hang a sign. Only Chris allowed. I guess that's I'll your ass you know that I'm hanging a sign on. It's not my own ass. You're hanging. Yes, apparently you're in mine now. Okay. All right. Uploading my audio now. <laughs> <laughs>